This is Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. You're listening to the Aligned Women podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If you want more time with your family and more money in your bank account, you're in the right place. Be sure to take our Aligned Practice quiz to find out how aligned your practice is. You can find it at www.alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. Now sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 122 of the Aligned Women podcast. I am your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton. Hey, did you know, by the way, that this podcast was the first podcast launched that was specifically for women in chiropractic and even more specifically for women in chiropractic who are raising families? That's right. I launched this podcast in 2016. It's had a few iterations since then, but you're still here listening now, or maybe you've just discovered the podcast recently. Either way, I would to encourage you to go scan through some of our older episodes. There's tons of value in those older episodes for you and lots of great nuggets of wisdom in previous interviews and in things that I've shared in some of the very first episodes that were really transformational for me and for my clients too, in growing a profitable practice that also allowed me to be present with my family. Well, as I record this podcast episode for you, today is Tuesday and tomorrow is the day that you'll hear this episode if you listen to it on the day that it's brand new. And that is not how we normally do things around here, (laughs) but things have been really busy. So about 10 days ago, I left for Minneapolis, Minnesota to host the Align Practice Workshop Minneapolis. And that was um, an amazing event. 15 women in um, aligned women were in attendance and we got to spend some time working through getting clear and focused on our practice goals, on our ideal schedules, our ideal um, income goals, how to reach them, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of good stuff. And then um, I came home, was home for uh, three days before people started arriving to St. Louis for the first ever ACA Women's Health Council's symposium. And the the, the symposium was Saturday and Sunday. So it was just a couple of days ago. And then I spent yesterday um, with one of our coaches doing a lot of training and planning for the future of aligned women. Yeah. So it's been busy. (laughs) Um, If you happen to not have been able to go to the Women's Health Symposium, The good news is that the symposium will happen again in 2020, and I can't guarantee you this, but um, I believe that the location will again be Logan University. If you listen to the podcast and you didn't attend Logan and perhaps you've never even been there, you've got to go to an event at Logan. They do a great job. Um, It was a wonderful place to work. They do a great job of hosting the, the events and I mean, really coming out to the women's health symposium is like, it's so vital because we all know that women's health needs like a transformation. There needs to be like a revolution in women's health care today. And the women's health symposium is just one way that we can help work toward that. So I would encourage you to go ahead and put the women's health symposium from the ACA women's health council on your calendar for September, 2020. 
I believe the month will be September, but we'll need some confirmation for that coming up. And when we have more information, we'll be sure to share it. We'll be sure to share it here on the podcast. Hey, have you heard about Aligned Women's new upcoming sister podcast? It will be called Self-Care is Healthcare, the podcast. It will be launching (laughs) soon-ish. Launching a podcast is certainly a labor of love. And when you already have a full-time business and four kids and you're committed to taking care of yourself, it doesn't launch quite as quickly as it did when you had nothing else to do with your time. So think about this. If you've ever thought about your friend who was a midwife or a doula or a yoga instructor, group fitness instructor, maybe an acupuncturist or a naturopath or a massage therapist, and you thought, gosh, she really needs something like aligned women in her life. So she knows how to grow her practice in a way that feels good for her and that allows her to have the time freedom that she wants to have with her family while also making sure that she is taking care of herself too, then the self-care is healthcare, the podcast will be for her. And in the meantime, before the podcast is launched, the best way that you can share this with her is to send her over to the self-care is healthcare community on Facebook. So just look up the self-care is healthcare community and you can invite her to join you and me there. Oh my gosh, it's time to dive into today's topic. Today we are talking about the secret step most people skip when hiring an associate. You'll know that this episode is for you if your patient schedule is as full as you want it to be and you're starting to think about hiring an associate, yet you're kind of afraid. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Or if you and your associate feel frustrated when most of the patients insist on waiting to see you and not the associate. Or if you've ever hired an associate, maybe you have one working in your practice right now and it's just not feeling like it's really beneficial for you. Like you want to have the associate in your practice to give you more time freedom, but yet your schedule is still really full and the associate's just kind of hanging out in the office. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then keep listening, my friends. When you have more patients than you can fit on your schedule, you might start thinking about hiring an associate, right? But practice owners often find themselves in this position where it's really hard to get patients to see the new doctor. The patients only want to see you. This is a really frustrating scenario. And in this episode, you'll gain more insight into how to prevent this And maybe, just maybe, if you're in this situation right now, then maybe you'll learn something that will help you to correct it. So let me first share with you some experiences that I had uh, while working at Logan University in the sports and rehab department that helped me learn how to, let's say, get patients to see my coworkers instead of just waiting for me and vice versa, because that was important too. We need it to be interchangeable sometimes in our work. 
when I worked at Logan in the sports and rehab department, which ironically no longer exists, one of my many, many job duties was to provide care for patients in both our on-campus rehab center, as well as several off-campus rotations to the student athletes at some local colleges and high schools. It was a common situation that one intern or resident would be assigned to a specific location for a period of time, and then that person was assigned to somewhere else the next trimester, or the intern graduated, or the resident completed their residency. You can imagine these scenarios, right? And you can also imagine that sometimes patients, or maybe even the athletic trainers that were overseeing the student athletes, the coaches, the athletic directors, etc., who would be referring students to care for us, they would favor a specific practitioner AKA intern slash residents. And this became a new level of challenge for me when I completed my residency and transitioned into an administrative and leadership role in our department. I became the assistant director of sports and rehab. So instead of being mostly in clinical rotations, I now had to learn how to get patients who preferred to see me to my other team members for care, as well as learn how to keep our partnerships with other uh, universities and schools healthy so that when I needed to move in an intern into a specific clinical rotation that everyone was okay. No one was complaining about the intern or saying like, I really just want you to send out so-and-so. Can't you send her back instead of this guy? Yeah. So now several years later, this is a really common struggle amongst practice owners who make the leap into their practices to bringing on associates. And in many cases, we struggle to get the patient onto the athletes, sorry, onto the associates schedules. And the reason that this is so frustrating is that, well, as you know, one of the biggest, if not the biggest advantage to hiring an associate is that the associate can provide care for patients while the practice owner reduces their patient care hours. And maybe that allows the practice owner to focus on their family, to have a maternity leave, to care for an elderly family member, or to work on their own health, or to recover from burnout, or simply to have more time to work on the business instead of just in it. But you need to know that it's pretty unlikely that you can just hire an associate and throw her into the fire right away. You're going to have to invest time, energy, effort, And yes, possibly even money into making this relationship work well for you both. The reason that so many practice owners struggle with finding true benefit and having associate doctors is twofold. First, we have unrealistic expectations about the time frame in which we see a return on the investment of the associate. Almost all of the women that I talk to totally skip over the associate training beyond just teaching them how to schedule appointments and take money at the front desk. But your associate should receive training from you at both the onset of their work in your practice and then ongoing, like AKA every week, (laughs) they have time to train with you. Secondly, you've probably for a long time been building your practice based on your reputation. And what I mean by that is that your practice has grown because people know, like, and trust you. 
but you don't really have years to wait for your associate to grow the same know, like, and trust factors with your community. So instead of growing your practice based upon people liking you, you'll have to begin to shift the growth of your practice so that it becomes about the patient experience. And that's much different. It shifts the vibe of your practice from being a place where people come because they like you to being a place where people come because they like the experience that they get. Are you following me? Are you seeing the difference here? If not, let me give you an example. We're going to use a restaurant. Now there might be a restaurant that you love going to because every Thursday evening, your favorite server is there and she does such a great job of taking care of you and you just love her. She doesn't even have to give you a menu because she already knows exactly what you want. And she can even tell by your body language if you want to have a margarita that night or not. The food at the restaurant might just be kind of like, it's okay. But truthfully, if this server leaves and goes to work at another restaurant in town, you would start going there instead because you just love her so much. This is great for her tips and not so great for the restaurant owner. And when you go, you only want to sit in her section and specifically you ask to sit in her section, right? Like she's your person. Now imagine that there's another restaurant in town that you also love going to because every time you go, you have a great dinner. And interestingly enough, you rarely ever have, or even notice the same server when you go there, but it doesn't seem to matter because every server you've ever had there has done a great job. Hmm. They all follow the same methods. They greet you at the door promptly. Your chair is always pulled out for you at the table. Your water is poured immediately. Your appetizer always comes out quickly and well before your entree. And no matter who's in the kitchen, I mean, let's face it, you would never actually know who's in the kitchen because every time you order your food, like that gluten-free falafel that you love so much, it's the best ever, every time. Do you see the difference? In one example, you are going someplace because of the person and you would go anywhere that she goes. In the other example, you're going to the place because of the experience that happens there, no matter who works there. For many of us, when we start our practices, especially if we have a low cost startup model, we're starting and growing based on our own likability, but it's a whole new phase of practice ownership. When your call is that it's time to shift your business from it being all about you and whether or not people like you to it being all about them and them having a great experience in your office every time that they're there. So You might be asking by now, well, how do I do that? How do I shift the practice so that it's less about me and whether people like me and it's more about the patient experience, no matter who they see. Okay. Let's talk more about that. Well, before you hire that first associate or that next associate who you hope will work out better than the last one, you've got to spend some time getting really clear on the purpose and the mission of your practice. And this is where it becomes much more than about you. And it becomes much more about the change that you're working to make in your community. And when you're really clear about that, then you know, you can't do it all alone. And that mission is bigger than you. And you're going to need some really good help to make it happen. 
Next, to successfully manage your associate doctors before you even hire that first associate, you'll need to start shifting your practice from it being about you to it being about the journey of your ideal patient avatar. Oh, you've heard me talk about the ideal patient avatar probably only like a million times on this podcast, right? But it's because it's so, so key in our practices. It's so key in any business. And we just forget to look at our practices as a business. So again, this is a point in the journey of growing a practice when it becomes less about attracting people who like you and more about creating an awesome experience for the ideal patient avatar. This might mean shifting some of the experience in your office or refining it. You might need to get more consistent and effective in your marketing And you might need to start educating your referral partners on the future plans of your practice, the purpose and the mission so that they'll be more likely to continue referring patients to your practice when it's not only you providing all of the care. Also, you're going to need to get really honest with yourself upfront about your investment of time, energy, effort, and yes, money in this process. So that might mean You need to slow down and commit to some time for planning before you jump in to hiring an associate who might just fall into your lap. Okay, so I've given you some things to think about here. If you are in a place right now where you're considering hiring your first associate, or maybe you are thinking about how to improve the experience of having an associate in your practice then you know that you've got to start focusing on you less and on the experience for your ideal patients more. And as you do that, then you systematize the experience that you're creating for that person. And it's magically going to become, no, I'm kidding. It's not magically. It's going, it might feel like it takes a long time and a lot of effort in this process. But as you do this, I promise it will be worth it. You've just got to keep going. You've just got to keep going. When things start to feel really hard here, don't give up in this process. Because listen, we know that there is so much work to be done to change the landscape of healthcare today. That's obvious. And we need fully resourced practitioners with amazing clinical skills and gifts like you to be able to go out and make a bigger impact in the world. And again, you can't do it all alone. You're going to need team members to help you pull that big vision into fruition. All right. So I hope that this is helpful for you to hear today. And of course, if you love this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review in iTunes and also share this podcast with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love hear this episode today. Be sure to join me next week for another new episode of the Aligned Women podcast, and I will see you then. Take care. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women podcast. If you've loved this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love to be more profitable in her practice without sacrificing any more time with her family. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into how you can have both more time freedom and more financial freedom, be sure to take the Align Practice Quiz. 
You can join our newsletter and get your free copy of the quiz at alliancedwomen.com forward slash quiz. You'll know in less than 15 minutes what you need to focus on right away to become present and profitable. We'll see you in your email inbox soon.